listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo coming back from the knee injury he suffered uh, last series against the Brooklyn Nets. He gets it done yet again. A 40-plus point performance in consecutive games. 120-100 to was the final last night. The series now a 2-1 series in favor of the, of the Phoenix Suns. It's so impressive, Jonas. I might take the 10 minutes to learn how to say his last name. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been fighting it. I've been fighting it. But come on now. Listen, this uh, this just goes to show you as much as the narrative and the way the narrative is amplified in today's media. And what I mean by that is that there's so many platforms, but there isn't that much original thinking. It's a lot of people, quite frankly, doing a lot of things that they're not expert at. But hey, it's basketball season, so got to talk NBA, even though in a perfect world, maybe... 30 years ago when there was many less plat you know much less platform numbers it would have been that person was only talking about his expertise so what happens is you get a lot of hey that sounds like it, it's not dumb i'm going to say that and there's an amplification uh, of the takes that are original and and thus it feels overwhelming and that that is like this must be the truth cuz listen to how many people are saying it Oftentimes, it's a couple are saying it and a lot of people parroting that same line. So what was that line? That line was, okay, Giannis is good in the regular season. He's probably worthy to be an MVP as he's been twice. But in the playoffs, he can't uh, um, initiate the offense. The Giannis wall will stop him, especially in the fourth quarter. And the foul shooting is a big problem, too. You line up not initiating the offense uh, with the foul shooting, and it became, you know, a guy. And listen, Skip Bayless is obviously is an expert at knowing how to get attention. And when you have a guy like that, you never quite know if what he's saying is 100% what he believes or is it 88%, but he figures – you know, I know I'm going to get some attention for this. I don't think, you know, as far as I, I I've never met Skip. I, I know a good number of people that know him. They all speak highly of him. So in no way is this like a cut on him as much as this is the media today. But Skip was saying that Milwaukee is a clearly better team without Giannis. Now, Jonas, I'm, I'm guessing you caught wind of that one, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, and Skip Bayless, to your point, um, a lot of this could be just, you know, he knows how to stir it up a little bit. And everything I've heard as well, too, is that he's a great guy. I know Rob Parker. And, and a hard worker. Yes. You know, yeah. he does his research. So so my, my point is not that I don't think he's going to say something he does. You know what it's like? It's like when you when I try to get you to bat, Jonas, is <laughs> is your inclination is not to, yeah. but if the situation is sweet, if it's like even money, Jonas, you're like, nah, two to one, mm, nah, three to one, okay, <laughs> yeah. right? So to me, I think Skip is going to do the extreme things when he feels like that maybe he's right. He doesn't know he's right, but if he thinks there's a chance he's right and he's going to get a lot of attention over it, why not? Yeah, right? I, I'm not yeah. interested until I am. Yeah. <laughs> and and to me is the very fact that he would be willing to say this meant he thought it was reasonable. He thought it was possible that Milwaukee is better without Giannis. And what I'm saying is, you know what? At the point he said it, 
I'm not sure it wasn't possible. In hindsight, it seems ridiculous, but you could have made the case, and we did, that the other players on the team felt freed up. It seemed like the pressure was off without Giannis and the Drew Holidays, and the Middletons did seem to loosen up a little bit. And they did play well in those last two games against Atlanta. So the point I'm making is this Giannis, no one on earth that's reasonable would even speculate maybe the team's better off without him. And that's how far we've come in three games. In three games where the lights shine brightest in the NBA Finals, Giannis has gone from just maybe the team's better off without him, some people thought, to would he maybe be the guy that dragged a team to the championship, not the finals? We keep hearing about LeBron against the Spurs. But if (laughs) Milwaukee comes back and wins this series, would the 2 through 12, the other than the superstar best player, would this be the worst team we've ever seen win a title? Like, I I mean, mean, just think in your mind. If you take away the best player from every title team, and Giannis is taken away from this team, is this maybe the worst team? I would say maybe the Pistons in 04. See, I would think that's the opposite because the Pistons in 04 didn't have any one player that was all that important. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're saying, you mean as, as one, a team who's got a superstar, a clear-cut superstar. Well, I'm saying you take the best player him. away from every title team. And then replay those. And how good are those teams? Well, I, I think if you were to do that with the Pistons, it would probably be Chauncey Billups, my guess. And so you take him off those teams, and and I mean, who knows if, if they're even a playoff team? Um, Ooh, see, that's interesting. I would think the op- I would think if there is no superstar on the team, taking the superstar away doesn't mean a lot. And, right? and there could be if um, the only other team I could think of recently was Toronto, but I I, th- I think Toronto had a better roster. Oh after God, Kawhi. without Kawhi, Toronto yeah. won sixty games. The I mean, this team is this a playoff team without Giannis? I don't. I mean, if they are, they're not above a seven. Yeah, I mean, Mackenzie, what's your thoughts on? I mean, you got some wacky ideas, <laughs> but but if you take if you take Giannis off this team, is this a playoff team, Milwaukee? I do think so. They beat uh, Trey Youngless, Atlanta Hawks, pretty soundly. Yeah, so you have two teams that have a, right. a guy at the top, and otherwise, weren't we just speculating how bad that very Atlanta team would be without Trey Young? And and you thought even, and, and, and to me it was very optimistic, you said like 22 in the league, right? Yeah, and if you dominate the 22 best team in the league, especially in the East, you only have to be the 17th, 18th best they team to make the playoffs. did it in two games. Yeah, so I'm not saying they're going to be a fifth seed, but they'd make the playoffs barely, in my opinion. All right, and so isn't it interesting, the debate is, now you think about the Bulls team without Michael, well, we know that one to some degree, right? Because they made the conference finals the next year uh, when he was playing baseball. So uh, now LeBron's teams that won it, now that's interesting, because would Kyrie and that team be better? I, I kind of think so, but, you know, the the point is that the fact we can have this conversation and, and it not be clear is telling you how Giannis has gone from a question mark to an all-timer, and you might say it's only three games, and it's like that's how these legends are made. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
The NBA Finals are at a 2-1 series deficit for the Milwaukee Bucks, but they get a big performance from Giannis yet again, 40-plus points and a 20-point win for Milwaukee. Game th- Game 4 coming up later this week. Okay, so here's the question. I'm going to tell you what I think could stop Giannis, but think about what a bookie does. A bookie tries to find a number on any proposition he's booking that he feels that, you know, there's always a debate. Does he want to split the action or does he want to split the result? Well, I could spend a couple of shows talking about that. We won't get into that. But with Jonas, the number I want you to give is this is the number you'd have the least opinion on to bet. Meaning, let's say a coin flip. If someone says, I think it's 51-49 heads. I'm like, great, great. I want to book that, right? Because I think it's 50-50. So I'm going to want to fade the 51%. So if someone said 20 points, you would say, oh, I have an opinion on the over. What is the number of Giannis points that you would say, I don't know what to do over, under? It's, that number's perfect. What's the Jonas perfect number? 35 and a half. Ooh. I got to tell you, that feels... And, and it's a pretty sharp number. I think the, the the books are just anxious to, or not anxious, but they're going to get a deluge of over because going to McKenzie, pregame.com, the current over-under for Giannis is? 34.5 points. Okay. I think that's low. Now, I could be a prisoner of the moment, but this doesn't feel like to me like something that is a flu. Sometimes someone hits a bunch of threes and you could make the case, and I think it's a valid one, that Giannis shot better on free throws yep. and that's that's not necessarily repeatable. So if you look at his free throws in this game, 13 of 17. Now, let's assume that he hits about his normal amount. So that'd be 9 or 10. Let's just say 9, 9 of 17. That's a, I'm going to do this in my head. That's a four-point adjustment. All right, so now all of a sudden, 41 becomes 37. But he only played 37 minutes. What is his typical minutes in a competitive game? 43, probably? 42 in this in the finals with two days off in between these games? So now I think he scores more points in those extra six minutes or five minutes than he does those handful of free throws extra that he made. So this seems to me to be a style of play. Mackenzie, if you have to bet over under 34 and a half, what's your what's your gut it what's your quick force bet? Force bet I'd have to go over. They can't stop him down low. Dario Saric, you mentioned it. Big absence, you know, not a big player, but his replacement level, Frank Kaminsky, not exactly gonna cut it. So yeah, I would take Giannis to continue to dominate inside over. That's Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com. We are straight out of Vegas. The smart guys, the guys I really trust X's and O's are all saying the same thing about Phoenix's outlook. Is Aiton, if if Aiton ain't on the floor, <laughs> there's trouble. And, man, you just look at this. And to some degree, this is going to be kind of cherry-picking, but I'm not sure how much. So the second quarter was a whitewash you know, Milwaukee surged ahead and kept ahead. And we talk about the first half, second half in these game threes. And it feels like maybe Milwaukee was a little bit nervous, you know, crowd and all the hoopla maybe made him nervous initially. But 
once the energy, they got settled down and the energy from that crowd, is it a coincidence that the second quarter was by far the best quarter? I don't think so. So in a way, you could look at that and say, well, game four is not going to have the same advantages for that must-win team that you know our, li- our, our playoff lives are on the line. But if we take out the second quarter and look at Aiton specifically, he's actually plus five. So his, his plus minus, which is if he's on the floor, how well does the team do? So Aiton's plus minus was minus six. So you're going to say, okay, even with him on the floor, they lost, all right? So what's the big deal? But if you take away that second quarter in which Aiton was minus 11, he was plus five in the other three quarters on the court. So to me, this is a little bit of cherry picking, but you say take away that down 2-0 game three advantage that Milwaukee had and assume Aiton's on the floor You know, the other times other than when that advantage was at its peak and still Phoenix was fine, which makes the point that Aiton on the floor, this is a very competitive series, if not Phoenix being a slight favorite. Not favorite as in to win the series, because they're clearly the favorite to win the series because they're up 2-1. doesn't matter if they were the lesser team. It would have to be by a big degree. But I'm saying if this series was starting over and I knew Aiton was going to be on the floor for 42 minutes, I think Phoenix is the favorite by a smidge. I'm not sure if I'm right, but I think that. If he's off the floor, it's a catastrophe. And part of that is Phoenix didn't get a good backup center. Part of it is the injuries. But right now, Jonas, I test question to you. When Aiton's not on the floor, it seems like Phoenix is a really inferior team. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches. Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get some odds, specifically the rundown, on the MVP odds and then we're going to compare those to Milwaukee's odds of winning the title. Let's go first with the favorites for the MVP, McKenzie. The favorite to win the finals MVP is Chris Paul at minus 225. Next up is Giannis at plus 225. After him, it drops all the way off to Devin Booker, who's third at 10 to 1. All right, and then don't DeAndre worry about Aiden that. At- That's enough. Okay, yeah. so give me the updated series price. The Bucks are plus 220. The Suns are minus 255. Wow. All right. So what we're saying here is that Chris Paul with Phoenix and Giannis with Milwaukee are proxies for their teams to win. If Phoenix wins, Chris Paul is going to win the MVP pretty much. And the distance between those payouts are small enough. It's not worth the chance. Right? So, you know, if you really like you – because know, some people will say, oh, well, I, I don't think there's any chance that – uh, they could, you know, Tampa Bay could win and Tom Brady doesn't win it. And they try to take that, that slightly better price on the MVP. But man, you're, you're not accounting for a lot of possibilities that can happen. They don't seem likely, but they do. Here, though, it, it's like who would even want to take the chance? If you, if you want to bet Phoenix to win, you might as well bet Phoenix to win because they're saying it's almost a sure thing. It's going to be Chris Paul. 
Here's my question, Jonas. Can't if this series went exactly the same way from here. So three more games, four wins in total by Phoenix, so two more, one win by Milwaukee, but Giannis plays identical ball. Points, everything's exactly the same, actually, in this hypothetical. Doesn't Giannis win the MVP? Um, I don't think so. Really? I, I, see, I, I think that there's such a push for Chris Paul that I feel like if Phoenix wins it, he's going to be the story. Even though, look, if, we've, it's a, if it's about who's the best player in the finals, it's been Giannis and it's not even close. Um, but I think that there's been such a push for Chris Paul that I just don't see it happening any other way. I tell you, it would only take one stinker. I mean, Chris, I mean, Phoenix can win a game and have a stinker, or uh, and Chris Paul have a stinker. If he had one stinker in those next three, I mean, he only had 19 points in this last game. I, I, all I'm saying is it's it's greater than zero the chance. So my thought would be if you're bet, but how does Milwaukee win without Giannis winning? Yeah, and uh, and the only guy to do it, I think, was Jerry West. I think he's the only guy to win uh, a final. Yeah, but MVP. it wasn't it wasn't it LeBron and Iggy that year where it was. I can't remember exactly how, but it, there was a there was a time recently where there was a real chance of it. it yeah, felt like. yeah, I think it was the I think it was LeBron. It was that uh, first finals because I, I think Kyrie Irving got injured. I think Kevin Love yeah. was banged up, and so LeBron was really their only guy going against the Warriors that first time around. So so to me, it, this feels like even a better chance of that. There's the narrative Giannis, 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 and, and you've got a weak favorite. You're right. Narrative-wise, Chris Paul is a strong favorite, but if you if he wasn't, if it was like you don't know the names on the jerseys, and all you did was look at the box scores, you'd be saying, like, really, who would be the MVP? It'd be yeah. hard. No, I agree. So, so to me, all it takes is one flick of the narrative and it's like, yeah, Phoenix won. I mean, imagine he puts up 45 and loses, you know, a, a game in Phoenix to, to close it out against him. And Chris Paul has even an average game. I'll tell you this. If I had my choice between Giannis for MVP or Milwaukee to win it and Giannis to MVP, give me those numbers one more time, McKenzie. Giannis is plus payout and then Phoenix is – or I'm sorry, Milwaukee's plus payout. Giannis is plus 225. His team, the Bucks, are plus 220. Okay, so it's almost identical. So now the po- they're saying if Milwaukee wins, Giannis is going to win the MVP for sure. Now the question is, is there any chance that Milwaukee loses and Giannis wins the MVP? If there is, Giannis will be the better bet than Milwaukee. 